Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you ready? Are you willing? Hey gents. Welcome to another episode of Apex Masculinity, a high-performance men's coaching outfit designed to help you show up strong in every area of life. Raising the bar in fatherhood, marriage, finance, business, health, and all things manly. Gentlemen, let's begin. Let's talk about happiness this morning, guys. Having this conversation with my wife last night, and it was an aha moment. One of those, I've had a revelation about myself moments. And I was telling her that I have this idea deep-seated in my own mind that when I get to this place in my life, this future place, this future status, this future place of accomplishment, this future place of wealth, this future place of being disciplined enough and having accomplished enough, then I'll be able to get up every day and have this exuberant happiness that I just carry with me. It just flows out of me like a sponge. You squeeze me and it just flows out of me because I'm so filled with joy and happiness at the person that I've become, the accomplishments that I've accomplished, the wealth that I've created, the people that I've influenced, the impact that I've had, on and on. And I realized in that moment that it that it wasn't true. That happiness is this, or can be this ever-elusive thing where we're constantly looking to the future and telling ourselves that we're not happy with who we are today. But when we get to this place in the future, then there'll be cause for joy. Then there'll be cause for rejoicing. Then there'll be cause for pride at what we've built and who we've become and what we've accomplished and who we've influenced in life. So we chase this dream. We chase this road of accomplishments and we become this uh, very aggressive, very accomplishment driven person because we're actually chasing the happiness that we think it will afford us once we get it. And listen, I'm not negating the idea that we should be accomplishment driven people, that we should pursue growth, that we should pursue healing, that we should pursue wealth, you know, uh, not from a place of greed, but from what it provides by way of quality of life and opportunity, not only for ourselves, but for the people that we love and care for, and the people that we choose to share that with. I'm not saying that we shouldn't pursue accomplishment, we should be accomplishment driven people, in a sense. What I'm saying is we need to guard ourselves with this faulty notion that we don't have the right nor deserve to be happy today because we haven't become this future version of ourselves that we're chasing. Because only at that point in the future can we be happy. Listen, happiness is not tied to a place in time. It's not tied to a thing or a possession. It's not tied to a person. It's not tied to a place. 
this is something that has come has has nothing to do with the future but it's in the right now like how do you see yourself now what are your expectations of yourself in this moment so it was in a very enlightening conversation and of course i had to get up and start scratching notes down because i don't want to be stuck in that place <clears throat> what are you telling us man you're the coach you're mr apex you haven't got this figured out yet huh I'm like i think we all kind of struggle with this idea that now is not the time to be at peace now is not the time to be happy because one day we'll get to this place we want to be in at that point then we can have peace peace of mind and then we can have happiness that's that's the farce that's the dirty little lie that keeps people stuck in a place just shy of depression just like one Xanax shy of being in a constant plate of a uh, place of depression. What it does is it robs you and robs the people around you and robs the work of around you of you being able to be fully present in today. Right? I'll really start connecting with my kids when I get myself to this place in life, because then, then I'll be solid and I'll be the kind of person that deserves and should be connecting with my kids. At this point, I'll connect with my spouse when I get to this place. But until then, I'm just going to kind of quietly distract myself through life. Um, because I'm not the kind of person right now that I want to be in order to be able to connect well with my spouse or connect well with my kids. I'll really get serious about managing my finances when internally I get to this place in life. Because once I get to that place in life and I become that mature of a person and that solid of a person, then I'll be able to hyper-focus on managing my wealth. And what we do is we rob we rob the present of our best selves. When my mindset gets right and I get solid and mature and responsible and I lock in these decisions to become this better version of myself, then I'll start eating right and going to the gym and working on my fitness. At that point, I'll give my full presence to these different areas of my life. But until I get to that place, I'm kind of just going to go through the motions right now and we end up robbing today of the best effort that we can put into today. This is, wow, the psychological implications of this were um, uh, enlightening to say the least. Like, I'm going to be spending the next several days, like, really going over this in my mind. Like, how does one develop day-to-day -day happiness, day-to-day -day joy? And I know these words are a little bit different in definition, but I'm using them interchangeably. How does one develop day-to-day -day peace of mind, day-to-day -day happiness and joy with where they're at today? And I've got a few things that I want to throw at you this morning. I think it's imperative that we get to a place where we learn to capture our depression like uh, a bunch of puppies that maybe dug their way under the fence and now run free all over the neighborhood, our thought life can run unfettered and run unchecked like this from time to time. And I know you guys have experienced this. You're driving down the road, 
kind of minding your own business, your thoughts are kind of coming in and going, and you catch yourself wandering down a thought pattern or a thought trail. And you're like, Oh, my God, like, I can't believe I just wasted that much time thinking about that certain thing. Um, like that would never happen. Like, why did I just waste that amount of time imagining that scenario in my mind? And I use that example to, sh to show you guys that I know we've all been there in multiple different arenas, our minds and thoughts can wander like that. And we develop these theatrical um, plot scenarios in the arena of, um, you know, sexuality or in the arena of, you know, having uh, embittered uh, conversations with people where we're at war with people, or these theatrical plot lines of, of tragic circumstances that come to our life, things that would never happen, like in most cases, things that would never happen. And we need to learn as people to become really self aware of how we're thinking in the moment, right? Because when you start catching yourself getting in this depressive place, uh, because your life doesn't look today like you want it to look like, for example, or like this future version of what your life should look like, and then you can be happy. We got to bring ourselves back and learn to count our blessings. Just like the old, like the old hymnal song goes, count your blessings and practice gratitude, right? Because it's this ungrateful mindset of the fact that my life and these different areas of my life don't look today how I want them to look. Therefore, there's no cause for happiness. Like I don't have time to be happy and I don't deserve to be happy because I have not built my life to look the way I want it to look in all of these areas of my life that I have. My marriage doesn't look like the way I want it to look. My finances don't look the way I want them to look. Where I'm at, my station in my employment doesn't look the way I want it to look. My health doesn't look the way I want it to look. The connection time with my kids, like these different projects and things that I have going on in my personal life don't look the way I want them to look. And therefore, I don't deserve to be happy, right? We do this to ourselves. Like, how dare you take the time and be happy? Don't you see that your life is a mess? Don't you see that you uh, have all these areas of your life that are not sewn up and built the way you want them to be built? People like that don't have time for happiness. People like that don't deserve to be happy, right? And it's this negative self-talk. And I think it's a very delicate balance because we don't want to become content to the point where we don't pursue growth and we don't pursue maturity in certain areas of our lives. We want that because we don't want to become stagnant because stagnancy always kills, right? any pond that you've ever seen with stagnant water, man, uh, there's nothing living in that pond, bro. You know, it's just death. There's got to be a flow in and a flow out, you know, like knowledge coming in and creating wisdom, and then out of you flowing productivity and growth. We understand that. But at the same time that you're pursuing growth and pursuing wealth and pursuing positive connections in your relationships and pursuing like peace in your own mind, we have to have this place of contentment that 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 allows us to enjoy the journey, so to speak, this whole uh, love the life you have while building the life of your dreams mentality, we need to get to that place. 
So we need to refocus and recapture our thoughts when they get in a depressive or ungrateful state. And we need to stop and go over some blessings that we have. And because I know so many people in life that are in so many different stations, um, and I'm an apologist, right? And some of you that are aware of theological terminology will understand what that is. I'm not the kind of person that just wants to, um, like a bull in a china cabinet, just completely be myself and whoever gets wounded in the process, so be it. Um, that's just not my temperament. So I tiptoe on this as I say this because I know that I'm grateful to be married to the woman of my dreams for the 15 years. But I know there's some of you out there that your marriage situation doesn't look like what you want it to look like. I know people that are coming out of a nasty divorce. I know people that have been single for many years and want to be married, and it just doesn't seem to work out for them. So as I'm going over my stuff, as I'm recounting my blessings, I mean, don't let it kick off in your mind. Um, well, he has that, and I wish I did, but I don't kind of a thing because there's people that I know in life that have acquired and accomplished things that that I that I only wish I could, you know, that I wish I would have buckled down many years ago and been responsible and built what many of you already have today. But as an example for me, it's it, it's 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 counting the blessing of a wonderful wife. It's counting the blessing of children that are healthy and doing well. It's counting the blessing of a good job that meets the need, pays the bills, affords me a great schedule. And you guys that have followed me on the podcast for any length of time can remember podcasts, episodes from a year and a half ago where I'd get on a tangent and I'd be talking to one of my guests and I would just be complaining and embittered about this oil field schedule that I have with this job and we're out till one o'clock in the morning and this, that, and the other, and there's no consistency and it's really affecting my work-life balance and fighting my ability to build my brand. And then here I am a year and a half later after having done some serious work, paid my vehicles off, got my debt to asset ratio balance really good and was able to step away from that job and get something that, that certainly pays a little bit less, but has this fantastic schedule that allows for weekends off and allows for work-life balance and allows for a, a, a healthy start schedule and a healthy end schedule. And it's not labor intensive. And here I am. And if I'm not careful, I can neglect the fact that what was so important to me a year and a half ago, such a point of contention, uh, such, su such a desire um, of desperation, for me to finally land a job that would provide this. And now here I am. And if I'm not careful, I can so easily forget the fact that that what I so desperately wanted just a few months ago, I now have. And there's no celebration in this victory of accomplishment. There's no celebration in arriving at this station in life where what I wanted so bad just a short time ago, I now have. And I have this great job, right? Uh, I have my health. Like there was a time a year and a half ago where uh, my triglycerides and my cholesterol were, I mean, through the roof, like troublesome, like, car like, like cardiovascular issues coming your way soon, so to speak, you know, and went through a life coaching program with a good friend of mine 
uh, that I'm, you know, Joel Hossenritter, I'm pleased to call him my friend, you know, and my coach. He was my coach and he helped me get my finances in a way better place and helped me, um, you know, get my health and nutrition uh, just by being an accountability partner for me and 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 providing ideas and material. And I was able to get that under control. And if and if I'm not careful, I can neglect the fact that a year and a half ago, man, I was like seriously um, struggling in my health. And now like fit, trim, ready to go in, good, in great shape. And and if I don't stop and recount where I was to where I am today in that area, I can miss the blessing of the happiness and the joy that comes from the transition of where I was to where I am now because I'm stuck living in the future, right? Just, you know, just purchased a quarter of a million dollar home. Like my wife is, you know, uh, a year and a half, a year or so away from a master's degree that's going to that's going to level up her finances like time and a half of where she's at right now. And we, all these opportunities and everything's, everything is progressing. I, I am like truly living the American dream. Like everything is going well. And because I'm living in the future, oh, when my brand gets to this place, you know, when I have this many coaching clients, when my book has sold this many copies, you know, when my bank account looks like this, right? When leg day isn't a pain in the ass, right? All of these different requirements that we place on ourselves before we're able to enjoy happiness and we miss all of the blessings today. Some of you guys have, you know, six figures in a 401k because like you've been faithful and you've worked and you've been responsible. Like some of you guys have like great relationships with your kids and your grandkids. Like some of you guys have um, come through some hellacious things and you're healing and you're growing and you're maturing and you're on the right path, you know, and uh, you're on this awakening, this awakening journey where uh, you're learning about yourself when so many people are just kind of stuck. Um, having chosen to take the red pill for my matrix fans, you'll understand what I'm talking about. And they don't want to wake up. They don't want to deal with themselves. You know, they don't want to deal with their past. They don't want to be honest with themselves. They don't want to grow. They don't want to mature. They don't want to learn. They don't want to become something. And you guys have had that wake up call and are on that journey. And that right there in itself is cause for great rejoicing and great happiness because when people get to that place in life, um, that's where the growth happens. And there is great rejoicing in growth. So in addition to counting your blessings and refocusing your thoughts and, you know, practicing gratitude every day for the things that you have. And I'll just say this as a side note, some of you people that aren't married, maybe that have gone through a bad divorce or, or, or a few years out of a divorce or something like that. For some of you, that is a cause for uh, rejoicing because of how toxic that situation may have been or how toxic that relationship may have been. And we know ultimately, you know, that uh, it's always better for things to get fixed and work out. But in many cases, it just can't. And some of you should rejoice in the fact, you know, that you've been kind of liberated from some areas of toxicity that were holding you back. 
you know, in a toxic relationship or in a toxic addiction or something like that. There's always, there's always a lens that we can look at any area of our life and look and see the blessing. Some things that cause this depression or cause this frustration that steals the happiness, and I've harped about it a bunch before, is living out of alignment with your core values, right? There are things that you have in your life that you have set as a moral, ethical compass for the way you live your life every day. And when you and I get out of alignment with what we've established for ourselves as that moral compass, that behavioral compass, that compass that governs our thoughts, our thought life, our speech, and our behavior. And when we get out of alignment of that compass, it creates frustration, which steals happiness and joy. So we must be careful to guard the way we live, the way we speak, and the way we think. Because when we violate our own compass, our own moral, ethical compass, and begin to live out of alignment with what we project for ourselves as the right and true way to live, we're out of alignment and this causes frustration. Another thing that will help us find joy and happiness in the moment today is to pursue impact and influence. Like make it a point, whether it's daily, whether it's weekly, um, you know, you need to figure out obviously how best it's going to work for you because you're building your amazing life while I'm building mine. And just like I have podcasts and books and YouTube videos and different uh, and mentors and different sources of input coming into my life, I know I'm not the only source of input and influence coming into yours. You have a wide range, hopefully, of really good mentors that are coming in, speaking into your life that are helping you decide how to build your amazing life. And when you get to a place where healing and growth have started and you've been on this journey for a season, you need to figure out how to begin to give back. And that's absolutely why I do the podcast. And that's absolutely why I wrote the book, Apex Masculinity, Defeat Self-Sabotage, Reclaim True Manhood. It's absolutely why I do the coaching programs. It's absolutely why I do the public speaking. It's absolutely why I look for opportunities either at work or in my family, you know, to speak a word of life, a word in season into people because when we are having impact and influence in a positive way in someone else's life, it creates instant joy. And I think you know this. And I think all of us at some point in our lives have experienced this opportunity where we're able to speak positive content and lift someone up and encourage someone. You know, I got a son that's living just a couple hours away down in Dickinson, North Dakota, and uh, man, just like me, he had a rough go growing up and got involved in drinking and different things and kind of wrecked his life a little bit. But he got brave and made the choice to jump out of a toxic situation back in Colorado and come up here not knowing anybody and not having anything and just realized he needed a new a new piece of canvas to start painting the rest of his life on. And um, every time we talk on the phone, he was staying with me for a little bit and then... Uh, you know, I truly believe the good Lord allowed for uh, him to end up where he's at because um, he's got he's got a good friend that he used to go to high school with that lives down there that got him a great job. He makes like seven dollars more an hour than I do now working on a workover rig like he's um, he's on a really good trajectory, but he'll call me 
every once in a while we'll talk and um, I know what he needs to hear. You know, I know that he needs to hear, hey, you know what? Um, you have such tremendous potential. You know, we were talking the other day about these consultants on the workover rigs. These guys make anywhere from like $600 to $1,500 a day as a consultant on a workover rig. And he was telling me the story about how his consultant um, uh, got arrested, uh, headed back home, got caught speeding and had warrants and got arrested. And the whole rig crew was kind of laughing about it or whatever. But I was telling him, I said, you know, I know you can't see it right now, kiddo, but if you stay on that rig for a couple of years and you move through the ranks, one day you could be a consultant and make that kind of money. And he was like, oh, I don't know, man, but I know, I know that all of us need to have somebody in our lives that will speak hope and speak the what could be into our lives because we know our own selves too well, right? We don't believe in ourselves. We don't believe what we're able to accomplish. Going back to that great quote that I heard this week, while we're living in self-doubt, everyone else is quietly intimidated by our potential. And you know, that's a reality. Like I know that that kid can do anything he wants and accomplish anything he wants. I mean, he's already making 30 bucks an hour at 19 years old. I was headed to prison for the first time at his age. Like he's already light years ahead of me in what he's able to accomplish and what he could accomplish in life. And, and I need to remind him that, and I guess I'm chasing a rabbit here, but the point is when you begin to have impact and influence in a positive way in someone else's life, like I got a boss at work and I know he listens to this podcast on occasion, but he's one of the best trainers that I've ever come across in any of the industries that I've ever worked in, because he set a pace that he knew would be my flow state pace. And there were no wrong questions. And there was patience. And we kept it just fun enough, you know, with kind of teasing and like playful banter and, you know, making the day go by that within, um, you know, the first couple of weeks I was kind of picking stuff up, but um, I was bouncing around with different people and it was kind of hard to really get in a groove. And then after three weeks with this guy, man, I was in alignment with what I needed to be doing. And I told him, I said, man, you're really good at this. <laughs> and uh, um, like, this is something that you should, this is something that you should, you know, do because you're the, you're, you're one of the best at this as far as our company goes. And um, he was just there to, you know, there to encourage me that, um, you know, I'm on the right track. I'm doing good. And I know that it creates a sense of joy and a sense of happiness and a sense of accomplishment in someone's heart and in their mind when they are positively influencing someone else to be able to learn and to grow. It creates fulfillment to be able to pour out of ourselves into someone else so that they can become more than what they are. And whether it's just a kind word to someone, whether it's a word of encouragement that helps somebody in a dark time, or whether it's actually pouring into someone something that they're going to learn and use, you know, for the rest of their life by way of a trade or a skill, we 
get such fulfillment from that. And that's another thing that we should consider doing is learning how to impact and influence people around us. And the last one is to pursue growth and healing in certain areas of our life. All of us have the different hats. All of us have the different areas of our life. All of us are doing really well in some areas. And all of us are struggling in others. And I think once we really get honest about the areas where we need to grow in, and we take some hyper focus and begin to get serious and really see growth in those certain areas, whatever they may be, this is the honest triage, self analysis, self diagnosis that you got to do on yourself, because I don't see your life, just like you don't see mine. And you get you get honest with yourself and realize, all right, man, I can't run from this anymore. Like this has to change. I need to, not a place for unhappiness because it's not who you want to be, but a place for happiness because you're aware that there needs to be growth and change and you're ready to take the next initial steps for that. And you begin that process. Pursuing growth and healing in certain areas of our life creates happiness creates joy because we see the transformation. We know we're not wasting time. We know we're answering the call and the challenge to become a better person in a certain area. And that's what we're designed for. And that's when we begin to live in alignment with ourselves, live in alignment with our creator, live in alignment with our purpose, live in alignment with having impact and influence in other people's lives, living in alignment with our core values as a person, living in alignment with the many, many blessings that we have in American society today, and allowing those ideas to create joy and happiness in our life today, so that you can ultimately be present for yourself, for your tasks, and for the people that you love and claim for today. Long way around the barn as I close this down. When you are living out of happiness and out of joy because you're living for a future destination, you are not fully present today and you are robbing yourself, robbing your tasks, and robbing your family and the people that you love and care for of your best self today. Guys, I love you. Sleep well at night. Till next time. Oh, 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 oh,